SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Threes high up in the air on this football Friday here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Like a football team heading to the fourth quarter, we put our threes up heading into the happiest of hours on a football Friday on TMA. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. It feels like we are heading into the fourth quarter of this football season. Conference Championship Sunday. Just two days away, an AFC and NFC title matchup, and then one final football game after that for this year. Two weeks from Sunday in Los Angeles, Super Bowl 56. A full-blown preview of every angle you need to know all day long here on Sports Grid and the morning after, but in this third and final very happy hour as well. This also our West Coast wake-up to begin hour number three, and we start with the NFC Championship game at the site of Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on Sunday evening. The Rams, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the San Francisco 49ers. The over-under currently sits at 45-and-a-half. Now, this is a matchup of two NFC West divisional opponents. They play each other every year twice in the regular season. The two matchups this year have gone the way of the underdog, the Niners, both times winning outright as a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Yes, you heard that correctly. Three-and-a-half points, the same exact spread for this Sunday's NFC title game matchup. That was the spread for week number 18, a regular season finale that San Francisco needed to get into the postseason. Down 17-0 late in the first half, 17-3, at the halftime break, the Niners rally in the second to force overtime and win 27-24 in that extra session. The over-under for that game as well, 46.5. That was the opening number this week, down by one to 45 in a hook. So very familiar teams and very similar numbers as we approach the NFC Championship game. Now, there are very strong trends at foot for this NFC title game between the Niners and and the Rams. Not only has San Francisco won both meetings so far this year in the regular season, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners have won six straight against Sean McVay and the Rams. Six straight over the course of the past three years. Since Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, good friends, former co-workers, became the head coach of each of the respective franchises back before the 2017 season, they've met 10 times. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, 7-3 and three against the Rams, in those 10 games. So it's been a one-sided rivalry within the NFC West, owned by the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have been great as a dog this year. The Rams have been favored in 16 of their 19 games thus far, 7-9 and nine against the spread. The reason Kyle Shanahan has been so great against the Rams is because he's one of the best play callers in all of football. And for the Niners this year, they have run for over 135 yards or at least 135 yards or more in both matchups, 156 and 135. So we can expect to see that ground game be big once again 
this Sunday in the NFC Championship game against the Rams. We'll look at the rushing yards prop here in just a moment. But one final point I want to make about the trends heading into this matchup between the Rams and the Niners before we welcome our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the third and final very happy hour of the morning after on Sirius XM, Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. One final point about the trend, and then we'll dive in to those rushing yards props. Here's a pretty strong trend outside of the series history between these two divisional opponents. This will be the fourth time in as many weeks that the Niners have been asked to go on the road as an underdog and win a football game outright. That would be quite a remarkable feat if Kyle Shanahan and company are able to pull it off. In fact, there have been five other teams tasked with doing that, winning in their fourth game as an underdog on the road in as many weeks. And those teams' records, 0-5 straight up, 0-4-1 against the spread. That trend coming to us from our good pal, Kevin Walsh, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time here on the grid. So now let's look at the rushing yards props because that certainly will be a focus for Sunday's matchup between the Rams and the Niners. Cam Akers for the Rams, 61 in a hook. Jim Saunas was on the show in the first hour of TMA on this Friday, and he said he leans under Cam Akers of that rushing yards prop. Debo Samuel, Mr. Do-It-All, 40 and a half. His receiving yards prop, 51 and a half. His combined rushing and receiving, 97 in a hook. Debo Samuel, over that number of 40 and a half against the Cowboys, under just barely, only 39 yards against the Packers. In the eight games or so since Debo Samuel in the regular season became featured in this Do-It-All variety, for Kyle Shanahan and that Niners offense, he has gone over 97 and a half combined yards from scrimmage three of the eight times in the regular season, only once in the postseason against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Elijah Mitchell is at 69 and a half for his rushing yards prop on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. When I look at that for Elijah Mitchell, he went over against the Cowboys, 96 yards, did not go over against the Green Bay Packers, but he has had 21 or more rushing attempts in his final five games of the regular season, had 27 rushing attempts against the Dallas Cowboys, only 17 against the Packers. But here's a hint for you later in this hour. We will run the triple option. We'll give you our favorite side total and prop. Make sure to stay with us in this happy hour on the morning after. We talk about Conference Championship Sunday in the streets. Betting the bets up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Very strong trends on this football Friday ahead of conference championship weekend in the National Football League. Right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but I am just one mere member of this wonderful Sports Grid family that we have here in the mornings. Our producer on this show, John Shames. Our associate producer, Jack Weinberger, who caps games like no other. Our wonderful graphics producer, Jesse Metzger. Even a return of our intern, Andrew Bacigalupo. And of course, our executive producer, Alex Fasano, who you hear in the Sports Grid News updates and also breaking it down for us as our field producer out in the streets of New York City, 
for Benny and the Bets. Fasano, a wonderful football Friday to you, my friend. Happy Football Friday to you, Ben, as well. A little, a little interesting episode of Benny and the Bets this week. We, uh, we had a little, a couple hiccups walking down the streets in New York. A couple crazy characters uh, we, we, we came in contact with this week on yeah. Benny and the Bets. But Ben, here's a little tease into the episode. Before we get into our episode of Benny and the Bets, what are you the best at in your daily life? Is it Big Ten capping? Is it golf? Is it yeah. just being a Los Angeles yeah. native? What is it? The two best things about me are my Big Ten knowledge and my ability to cross a crosswalk by reading the lights faster than anybody else as I walk down the street. Those are the two best things by far about me. I take great pride about being the first person across the crosswalk, and I take great pride, of course, in knowing random facts about the glorious Big Ten conference. That's good. You know, maybe you can cap Big Ten while hopping across the crosswalk like Buddy the Elf in Elf. Maybe we can film that next week or next year when it gets closer to the holiday season. But that'd be pretty interesting. Big Ten capping from Big Ten Ben himself. All right. So now we got that out of the way. Everybody knows what Big Ten Ben is the best at. Let's take a look at what all the other New Yorkers are best at in this week's episode of Benny and the Bets. Conference Championship Weekend. In the AFC, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have hosted the AFC title game four straight years. You could say they're the best in the AFC. In the NFC, the Niners have beat the Rams six straight times. You could say Kyle Shanahan is the best at beating Sean McVay. Today, we hit the streets of New York to find out what New Yorkers are best at in their daily lives. Sir, what's the one thing you're best at in your daily life? <laughs> Got a nice laugh. Somebody looks at you and they say, you're the best at? Nothing. One thing you're good at? I think being a mom. I'm not being a dad. Living. Guitar. Guitar? <laughs> uh, avoiding stuff like this. Well, air guitar, no. Uh, DJing. I don't know, I don't know. I, I, the spotlight, it's a little, uh, hey guys, how you, you know doing? You're good at it, now you're waving yeah, to the camera. I know, exactly. Yeah. Pool. Pool? Billiards. Sports. Sports, which sport? The rugby. Boom, hit it. Yeah, I'm spinning it. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh my god, that was so good. Jesus. Being aggressive. Being aggressive? Does that work well in New York City? <laughs> what do you think? Gambling. Gambling? Yeah. Sports gambling? That might be a lie. Yeah, sports gambling. Our coats are pretty dynamite if I do say so myself. Yeah, man, uh, we're definitely looking like a power pair. Who do you like? Chiefs? Get or land seven versus the Bengals. I like the Bengals all day. Bengals. I'm from Ohio, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Bengals money line. Bengals money line. That's a bold man. I'd like the Bengals to win. The Chiefs. And you like? Joe Burrows. Got to go for the young guy. I got the Chiefs. Bengals, so I guess go with the Chiefs if you're betting. Well, this is house divided. I'm a Chiefers. My son is a Bengals. Oh I think the Chiefs are going to take it. L.A. laying three and a half. What do you like? Oh, Rams, for sure. Tough one. I'm going to go Niners. I think they pull it again. Uh, Rams. Rams. Definitely Rams. Rams. Niners. They've won the last six against the Rams. Rams. I'm from L.A. Rams. Like, Garoppolo is Rams. 49ers. Opposite sides. Who wins this weekend? Rams. In Los Angeles for their own Super Bowl. Yep. And the Rams are going to take it. You heard it here first. L.A. Rams Super Bowl. Okay. 
Of, uh, Los Angeles natives that day, uh, Ben, on the streets. Very surprising. You know what I do think we need to start doing, though? We're going to start taking the football hmm. out every week, and we're going to get a scrimmage going one of these days, just right in the middle of Fifth Ave. We'll do like a seven-on-seven. Seven. We'll get some people from the public and just go nuts with it. Yeah. What do you think? You know what's been my favorite thing about Benny and the Bets? The interactions, of course, but really just having it as an excuse to take out the football and play football in the streets of New York City. We've set up I formation. We've had people give us touchdown celebrations and dances. We've now thrown the ball just across Fifth, Fifth Avenue. We go into traffic to hand it to cars. I mean, we're kind of hooligans out in the streets, but it's a pretty fun time. Oh, of course it's always a fun time with Benny and the boys and the bets. And shout out to our intern, Andrew Bocci Galupa. We'll get him out there again. We'll bring out Shames one of these days as well. Uh, so it'll be a nice family time. Maybe we'll do a little sports grid versus the public scrimmage game. We'll get to that later on another day. But let's get into what people are really excited for during this segment. And that is the producer pick. So we'll start with our boy John Shames, the producer extraordinaire of the morning after. He is riding with C.J. McCollum over 20 and a half points. They're playing the Rockets today. I mean, it's an easy enough wow. opponent. I think McCollum can definitely hit this over. He has not been healthy for quite some time, if I'm not mistaken. John Shames may be finding the return with a lesser points prop for C.J. to go over against the Rockets. The Blazers, a two-point favorite on the road against the Rockets tonight. A total of 233.5, Alex Fasana. That's a high total. You know, shout out Drew, DMB Drew Martin Betts giving us some uh, total winners earlier in the week. But that was for college hoops. This is, of course, the NBA. John Shame sticking to what he knows, riding CJ McCollum's over 20.5 points. Now we'll go to mine. And this is pretty interesting, Ben, and I need your thoughts on this. Now, I've often said that I have a couple future tickets on some of these championship teams. So, what my strategy was today was going with the two teams I don't have future tickets on, and we're riding with some touchdown scores. So we're going to go put Travis Kelsey and Debo Samuel in an anytime touchdown parlay, plus 221. I mean, that's that's two-to-one odds right there. And two teams that I don't have money on to begin with, kind of like a little hedge opportunity, right? Plus 221 for Travis Kelsey, whose anytime touchdown scoring prop is Minus 155. He scored in five straight. And then Debo scored in eight of the last 10. I like where your head's at, Alex Fasano. Still a random event to find the end zone, as we know. But I like the plus money that you have found there in that opportunity. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to hedge my futures bets essentially the entire NFL playoffs, always looking for opportunities to find money on both sides of the ball. So hopefully Kelsey and Debo can get into the end zone. It'll be a profitable Sunday for yours truly. Now, the return of intern Andrew Bocci Galupa. He is back. Uh, Jesse Metzger, our graphics guy, gave him his place in the producer pick. So he is riding with the very Memphis kind. Grizzlies. Yes, very kind of Jesse Metzger. Memphis Grizzlies, they got four points here. I mean, they're taking on the Jazz. Memphis is hot. They're one of the top three teams in the West. That's not that uh, big of a number for Memphis, huh, Ben? No, not at all, but the Utah Jazz have been struggling mightily. Lost eight of their last ten. I love what Bocci is doing Great to back, have him back in the mix here on the Spiz Grizz. We love it all, Alex Fasano. What is the one thing you're best at in your daily life, by the way? Uh, best at, I would have to say, uh, 
Probably just living. I'm going to cop out and use one of the answers that some of the people on the street said. I'm the best at living. John James Boone in my ear. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a heading into the weekend. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're living. We appreciate it always, Alex Fasano. I think we have a guest coming up in Keith Arizari who says that he is the best at boxing. Ah, we'll find out about that. I know the guy can sweat because apparently I cannot. We'll get to all of that here on a football Friday, Alex Fasano, thank you very much for your time. A full-blown preview of both conference championship games with Keith himself up next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and this is a moment on a football Friday or really any other day of the week. We have been waiting for, for a very long time here on TMA. Joining us now, it is Keith Irizarry, a man of many talents who wears many hats and has many, many responsibilities. He works for MLB Network, NHL Network, CBS Sports, all in various hosting capacities, and then also here on the grid as well. Betting above the rim, breaking down basketball on its way back following the conclusion of football season. But Keith, you are here today on a Football Friday to break down conference championship weekend and have some fun along the way. I can't wait for you to join us here for not one, but two back-to-back -back segments. Yeah, Ben, when, when your producer John called over and he said, hey, listen, Ben would love to have you on the show. I said, I'll do like, you know, nine hours with Ben. He said, whoa, 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 hold up. Let's start with like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. We'll see how it works. Um, can I piggyback off of something that, that you and Fasano were just talking about? What are you good at? Can, yeah, yeah. Can, can I, I? I think I'm good at dadding. I think I'm a really good father. That's what I've decided. That, when I was listening to that, like, I think I, I've, I won't say I've mastered fathering Whoa. but I, I mentioned to my wife jody this was last week at some point i i, I handled a little like a, like a little subtle dad issue you know between my two sons mm -hmm. and i walked over my wife and go i'm crushing this dad game i really am keith how do you prepare to be a father did this just come to you naturally or is this something you've grown into like kyle shanahan's domination of sean McVay now for six straight games yeah, listen, I think that it's years of preparation. It's watching your own father. It's watching uncles. It's paying attention to TV shows, what you don't want to do as a father. And then it's trial by error. Uh, if and when you have children, Ben, I will. Jimmy Cavallo, a guy I used to work with at MSG, gave me this advice when I found out that my wife was pregnant. He said, children are like a science experiment, okay? Typically, you're not going to ruin it that badly. You're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and the next thing you know, it's going to be 15 years later. So um, it's a science experiment. I like that. Not only a football Friday, but life lessons here on the morning after with Keith Irizarry. But let's get into the football, shall we? Because on Sunday, you'll be breaking it down on CBS Sports for that other pregame show, and now we get some of that expertise here on TMA. So let's start with the AFC Championship game. 
uh, because we look at the spread now between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Seven and a half points. The hook added on in KC's favor. An over-under, Keith, of 54 and a half. What is your overall expectation for the AFC title game on Sunday in Arrowhead? I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people believe. I think this seven and a half number is way too large. I, I look back at what these teams did against each other in the season. I look at Joe Burrow, and I think that he is on the precipice of being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, I know you could turn back then and you could say, well, you know, he just got sacked 175 times in his last game. And yes, the offensive line is an issue. And I'm not so sure that I believe they're going to be able to run the ball that much with Joe Mixon. That being said, I think Burrow's going to throw the ball around. I think he's, he can move the pocket a little bit as well. He's got his weapons. We know Jamar Chase is an absolute stud. You got Higgins. You got Boyd. You got Uzoma. Like, I think there are pieces there that will keep this game closer than many people believe. Keith, when you look at the over-under at 54.5, obviously an expectation we are going to see points in a big way on Sunday between the Chiefs and the Bengals. And I have said, and I do firmly believe, that the way to beat Kansas City or the way to at least keep this game competitive so that maybe Cincy covers that more than a touchdown spread now is to make sure you are keeping pace offensively, which I think then brings us in to the prop market. And let's start with the quarterback comparison on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Mahomes' passing yards prop, 289.5. Joe Burrow's, 287 in a hook. Which quarterback do you think is more likely to go over that number, or could it be both of these gentlemen on Sunday? I would probably look at both of them, and I know a parlay is usually a sucker bet, but John Shames loves doing parlays. So imagine yeah, you parlayed both of those together. Now you'll get into some plus money. So maybe you do that. Uh, with that being said, if you ask me to pick just one, I think Mahomes probably tops 300. So I'd go Mahomes. You mentioned the receiving yard props as well. Obviously, it's going to be correlated between points, quarterbacks leading the way, and then their favorite targets throughout the day. Jamar Chase, the highest receiving yards prop in this game on either side, 85 and a hook. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, 76 and a half. T. Higgins, 70 and a half, and then so on and so forth on the board from there. What numbers catch your eye as you approach the receiving yards props for the AFC title game? I'm going to look at Jamar Chase. I think anytime – I actually think, and I don't know now, I, I know that, the, you know, John sent over a rundown and I, I barely looked at it. I got to be honest with you. You know, sometimes you just push things. Yeah, I know you do that all, every day. Um, Easy. Are we doing anytime touchdowns at some point in this segment? We are. You can bring that up right okay. now if you would like. Okay. So, yeah, because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, you know. I think Jamar Chase anytime touchdown is a fun one. I think that is clearly something we could look at. His yards prop always scares me because there's the 200-yard games and then there were the you know 40 or 50-yard games this year too. So I may avoid yeah. him from a yard standpoint, but him as an anytime touchdown is something I might touch upon. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd is someone we can look at for his yard prop. He ran a route on 96% of the times that he was on the field last week. So volume is mm. something that you always got to pay attention to. So Tyler Boyd, while he's not a stud, um, we could look at his yard prop as well. So I think those, those those are some of the guys that I'll probably pay attention to on, on the Cincy side of things. Hill and Kelsey, often their props are way too high, but Travis Kelsey routinely goes over 100 yards every single time he's essentially on the field in the postseason. So you probably could just set your watch, forget it, and Kelsey will get that number for you also. 
I mean, Tyler Boyd is a great area to look because it's truly secondary right now. 39 and a half is his receiving yards total yeah. in the prop market for Sunday. Jamar Chase minus 115 to find the end zone. 13 total this year. None in the postseason as of yet, but did have three, of course, against Kansas City in week number 17. So, Keith, on the other side of the conference championship Sunday slate in the NFC, the Rams and the Niners, very familiar foes, a three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Los Angeles and over-under at 45 in a hook. Big-picture perspective here. We know the Niners have dominated this series, winning both games this year, six straight. How much do you add that to your handicapping for Sunday's NFC Championship game? I mean, I think you have to, right? I, I want to know that Debo Samuel is healthy because he is he is literally, to me, the most important player on that Niners offense, unless you want to say Trent Williams. Um, but I, I, Debo Samuel has been the Swiss Army knife all season long. But go back to the coaching thing. I think there is something to be said about that. It, McVay, I'm sure... Has been, has been sitting there and thinking about, why can't I beat this guy? Why can't I? And, yeah. and he, normally it's the team, but why can't I be the mastermind that, that gets past this? I think the Rams can do it this week. I do. I love Matthew Stafford. I think this is the, this is the moment where we all realize that the talent level for Matthew Stafford isn't just talent. He's got that moxie. He's got the chutzpah. He's got everything that you would want to take you over the hump. For a while during his career, this was one of my favorite stats, Ben Stevens, and you're going to love this because I know you're a nerd like me. Do you know yeah. that for, I think it was the first seven years of Matthew Stafford's career, of any quarterback in the history of the NFL that had played in 50 or more games, Stafford was averaging the most yards per game. Grain of salt, obviously, the Lions stunk. Grain of salt, different way of the NFL now, passing more than you did when, you know, Dan Marino was playing. So I'm not trying to say that Stafford's better than Dan Marino, but numbers are numbers. They don't lie. Stafford was averaging the most passing yards per game in the history of the league. Stafford is a rock solid rock star here, and I'm really into trying to see what he's going to do against the Niners. And you see that yardage prop for Matthew Stafford, 277 and a half. He had 366 against the Bucks just this past Sunday. His second career postseason victory. Now looking for his third for his first ever trip in Los Angeles to a Super Bowl. So, Keith, I think one of the strongest trends that we have afoot here for the NFC title game, not so much the series history, but... The fact the Niners are being asked for the fourth straight week to go on the road as an underdog and win the game outright to advance to the Super Bowl. Kevin Walsh, our good friend, gave me this stat earlier today. Five previous teams have played four straight games as a road underdog in the postseason or starting from the regular season moving forward. 0-4-1 against the number, 0-5 straight up. Pretty strong trends for this NFC Championship game. One final point for you, Keith Arizari, 103 and a half for Cooper Cup and his receiving yards prop this weekend. What do you make of that number? Um, it's going to be a stay away for me because it's probably the oh, – I personally think it's probably the under, but I hate the unders and I don't want to play an under. By the way, I, I picked up my phone because if K-Dub says that, like I think should I be running to my to an app and, and, and we should be trying to place bets on on uh, against the Niners because, uh, you, know, you know, Kevin you – know. Keith, you know what K-Dubs would say. Get to the window. 
Get to the, Get window. To the window. Very, for the very people. fast. And it's very. For the people. For the people. A man of the people. Keith Irizarry, also for the people. And for you all here on a football Friday on the morning after. Because Keith's not done. We got to go to our next segment together. Back to back. Ben and Keith. And something that he believes, I know, deep down in his heart, is establishing the run. That is what we will do next when we run the triple option. Our favorite side total and prop for the two games on conference championship Sunday. Stay with us here on the grid. Sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more want the edge. Then get on the grid sportsgrid.com. A football Friday on the morning after. One final large segment as we get you set for conference championship weekend across the National Football League. The first game up on Sunday. An AFC championship matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs. A seven and a half point home favorite now with an over under 54 and a hook against the Cincinnati Bengals. The second game, the nightcap on Sunday. A bout between two very familiar foes out of the NFC West. The Rams, a three-and-a-half point favorite against the Niners and over under a 45-and-a-half. We have broken down down both of these games throughout the entirety of these three hours. Now it's time to give you our favorite side, total, and prop right here on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Keith Irizarry joining us for a second straight segment here on a Football Friday on TMA. And right now, we are going to run. We are going to run... The triple option. Speaking of running, it's what I like to do in my spare time after I get off the show, clear my head, go outside, jog along the East River here in Manhattan. And just last week when it was nice out and I was able to, I share out this photo wearing my Nebraska hat because the Cornhusker faithful are everywhere and they often say things to me. But you know who also said mean things to me? That would be Keith Irizarry. Keith, do you want to speak up for yourself here? Well, I mean, I'd like to start off by saying your beard looks amazing in that picture. Uh, the hat Thank is you. is very nice. Uh, the the windbreaker thing that you're wearing fits yep. you perfectly. And I think it's fantastic that you go for a jog and you keep physical fitness in your life. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, right. But I, I don't understand how, uh, you know, a 20-something-year-old man goes for a jog and he claims that he tried hard on that jog and there is zero sweat on him whatsoever. Like, I, I, I don't get it. What, where is, the, what did I write? A run or a walk, you don't look like you're sweating at all. You, I mean, it's true. Do, be honest with me. Did you jog or did you take a leisurely, like a leisurely walk just so that, you know, you could be of the people and for the people and do the little, like, you know, queen or king or prince or princess wave i ran keith i ran hard i don't believe you i I ran so stinking hard down the east river this photo was taken after my cool down when i walk a couple of blocks and make sure i can reset my breath that (laughs) was it like nine hours later nine hours later oh you know i do the thing i put my hands on my head and breathing exercises here's also the thing though I'm not the sweatiest person in the world. And although it was nice enough weather, it's still 45 degrees in New York City. It's not like it's 85 out in the middle of the summer when it's humid as heck. And then I'll be sweating up buckets. So 
I don't like you questioning my effort on that run. And you know what's funny about your questioning of me is most people, when they see those posts with Husker Nation being everywhere and myself wearing the Nebraska hat, they don't question my effort on the run. They question if Nebraska fans really yell out to me in the street. And the answer to both is yes, I run hard and Nebraska fans are everywhere. I believe the second part. Oh, okay. That's good. I'm glad that you take the second part <laughs> into account. Not many people do. Anyway, who's to say if it's a bit or not? Here's what we are going to do right now. We are going to run hard. We are going to run yes. the triple option so stinking hard you've never seen anything like it because it's conference championship Sunday in the NFL just two days from now. Keith and my favorite total side and prop for conference championship weekend. Keith, you are our guest here for a second straight segment. Please begin with your favorite side of this upcoming Sunday slate. Uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati plus seven and a half is where I last saw it on FanDuel. I think the number, I know I alluded to it earlier, just a little bit too large for me. Uh, we look back at the match between these two teams uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm not saying that Mahomes can be stopped, but he went for just 259 and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill was kind of non-existent in that game. Even Travis Kelsey had one of his worst games uh, that, that time around. Joe Burrow is someone who will sling the ball around. He led the NFL in, in many different numbers. And one of the things that jumped out to me was against the Blitz. He, was, he led the NFL with 11.5 yards per attempt against the Blitz. And I believe that Kansas City will try to rush him, will try to blitz him, will try to knock him down a bunch. This game stays close. I still lean towards Kansas City winning, but I think it's a close game. I mean, that extra hook right now on the seven, that additional half a point is huge and tremendous value now on Cincinnati because if you take KC minus seven you have the potential of a push but that extra yep. hook is huge as it pertains to the spread and I think you brought up a great point there Keith obviously last week we all watched Joe Burrow get sacked nine times by that Tennessee defense he was sacked four times by the Chiefs defense in week number 17 which is rather interesting because the Chiefs have the second lowest sack percentage in the NFL, just 4.2%. They are not a team that often puts the quarterback on his back while he is still holding on to the football. So that will be an area to watch on Sunday for sure. And although Cincinnati does not want to be known as an underdog anymore, they are trying to get rid of that mentality. Why not us? Nah, we're supposed to be here and we're supposed to compete in these games. As an underdog this year, the Bengals have been darn good. Seven and three against the spread winning six of those seven covers outright, which is what Cincinnati did week 17 against the Chiefs as a three-and-a-half-point underdog outright at home, winning 34-31 over Kansas City. Keith, my favorite spread is a first-half number for the second game of the day, the Rams and the Niners in the NFC championship matchup. Rams laying three-and-a-half for the game overall. The first-half spread is actually still two and a half and if you want to back the Rams land two and a half in the first half FanDuel's not making it cheap for you it's minus 125 in terms of that juice but I think the reason you are paying that VIG is because you are keeping the number under three and that's what I want to do because I think the Rams win this football game I think this streak against San Francisco comes to an end they have lost six straight I think San Francisco's streak of going on the road and winning outright as an underdog also 
ends at three. But that hook, it's so important for Cincinnati and Kansas City now. It's also the same way I feel about the Rams and the Niners for the game overall. But in the first half, I'm under that number of three. And the Rams, the seventh best first half scoring offense in the NFL, averaging 13.6 points per game. The Niners, the 16th best, 11.8 points per game, right around that two and a half point spread. And Keith, we have seen the Rams be very, very good in the first half. In their first playoff game against the Cardinals, they were up 21-0 at the break. Against the Bucs last week, 20-3 in that first half. Against the Niners back in that regular season finale week 18, they were up 17-3 at the half. The criticism of Sean McVay is that he can get rather conservative in the second and just stick to the ground game and not what led to success in the first place. I'm getting rid of that, and I'm hoping that in the first half, the Rams can cover that two-and-a-half-point number. I like that play a lot, I do. And again, I, I, I think Stafford's going to be throwing the ball around. They're going to lean on him. A little, I'm a little leery of Cam Akers. If we add in a, any yep. extra player props at the end of this one, I, 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 I'm a little leery of him this week. Yeah, I, I would agree. And Cam Akers fumbled the football a ton last week against the Bucks. I'm also a little bit weary of how healthy the Niners are. Everybody's going to play. Mm. It's the NFC title game. But how effective will they be? A cold and very physical game against the Packers last week. Trent Williams has not really practiced much this week. Neither has Elijah Mitchell. Debo Samuel dealing with a couple of injuries. We know about Jimmy Garoppolo. And even George Kittle looked a little bit hobbled coming off the field. So maybe does that lead to a slow start for the Niners, which then hopefully, again, the Rams can cover that two-and-a-half-point spread in the first half. So that was my favorite side, Keith's favorite side, the Bengals and the points, getting now seven-and-a-half, a tremendous amount of value. Let's go to your favorite total, Keith Arizari, for the championship Sunday slate. All right, so I think it depends on when you got in, by the way. But had you gotten in on the Chiefs and the Bengals game earlier in the week, it opens at 50. I thought that number was awesome. I loved it. I'm still going to roll with it at 54 and a half. And I found a really cool Patrick Mahomes stat, right? Total points scored in Mahomes' three AFC championship games. 62, 59, mm. and 67. So if we ride streaks and trends and we ride the back of Mahomes, and I also believe that Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. So if I put two and two together, it equals four. And what that equals is the over in this game. Not my favorite bet, but one bet that I really like a lot. And let's correlate this together, Keith. Let's do the handshake meme live on air here, me and you, because... I think the way to do this is for the Bengals to keep things up offensively. So I think the only way Cincinnati keeps this game competitive and we get close to that total for the game overall at 54 and a half is for the Bengals to go over their team total of 23 points. When you look at it also, KC's team total is 31. The Bengals 23, a seven and a half point spread. The over under 54 and a half, pretty close to how those margins are all play out and Cincinnati the seventh best scoring offense in the regular season in the NFL over 27 points per game on average of course under versus Tennessee but over in three straight prior to that for the Bengals including 34 against the Chiefs and I do believe although that was regular season at home in Cincy it was a tremendously impactful game and just having that wherewithal that the Bengals know they can play with the Chiefs and score against the Chiefs I think the Bengals have to go over their team total of 23 to have any shot of keeping the AFC championship game close and competitive throughout 
Now, Keith, you provided us with a variety of your favorite props for this weekend. Which is your most favorite as we approach the Sunday slate? All right, so I gave you Cam Akers before the show, the under 61 and a half rushing yep. yards. I like it. I gave you Byron Pringle over 37 and a half receiving yards, which is something he's top two of the last five games and he hit 37 yards in one game. I like that. But I'll go with my favorite one, go a little bit off the beaten path. Let's go Tyler Boyd over 39 and a half receiving yards. I gave you the number already. Ran, what, 96% of the Bengal dropbacks last week. He ran a route and averaging 12.4 yards per reception. So if we do math and I got to get over 40, can I get four catches out of Tyler Boyd or three-ish, right? I believe that I can. I believe that Tyler Boyd can top this number, and I think it's something that will pay dividends. I think it's a great spot by you. In the secondary market, looking away from Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, you can find some value on a lower-end threshold with Tyler Boyd. My favorite prop in the other game as well, Elijah Mitchell rushing attempts. It's at 17.5, and the under now actually has a little bit of juice. He had 17 last week against the Packers, but that's the only game in the last seven that Elijah Mitchell has not gone over this number for his rushing attempts prop. Six of the last seven, he has had at least 21 carries in a football game for the Niners, 27 in the first playoff game for 96 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. He also did not practice a ton this week. He also slightly banged up, but I still think the Niners focus on the ground game. Elijah Mitchell over 17 and a half for his rushing attempts prop. Keith Arizari, what a great time. Two great segments together, two days away from Championship Sunday in the NFL. Thank you so, so much for your time. You can catch Keith on Sunday with CBS Sports, that other pregame show, MLB Network, NHL Network, and here on SportsGrid as well. Keith, have a wonderful weekend, my friend. Give me one second. I know we have like 14 seconds, but I want to just say how proud I am of you. You've taken over this show. You've done a fantastic job. I've watched from the beginning. Could not be prouder of you, Ben. You are awesome. Congratulations on everything. Keith, I appreciate that very much. You've been a great mentor to me as well. We round out the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our three hours together here on our second-to-last true football Friday on the morning after of this football season on SportsGrid is almost coming to a close. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. The second-to-last true football Friday of the year. Only three football games left. The entirety of of this NFL campaign. Two days out from Conference Championship Sunday. You know the games by now. You know the spreads and the totals and the matchups. But one final reminder, the Chiefs, a seven and a half point favorite in the AFC title game against the Bengals, an over under of 54 and a half. That the first game up on Sunday. The second game, a battle of NFC West divisional foes. The Rams, a three and a half point home favorite against the San Francisco 49ers, an over under 
of 45 in a hook. So before we send you into your conference championship weekend, before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for our best bet for conference championship Sunday. It is time for bye bye bye. And we look at the rushing attack for the second game up on the Sunday slate. NFC title game, Niners, Rams. We know the trend. San Francisco has won six straight against Los Angeles, including the two in the regular season against the Rams, both as a three-and-a-half-point underdog where they find themselves again for Sunday's matchup at SoFi. But we look at the rushing game for the Niners, and he has been banged up. Has not practiced much this week, but I look at the rookie running back, Elijah Mitchell, out of Louisiana, now for Kyle Shanahan's offense. His rushing attempts prop, 17 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. He has gone over this number in six of the last seven for the Niners. The only time he did not last week against the Packers, he had 17. But other than that, at least 21 rushing attempts in six games for San Francisco. You're ready. You're set. Conference Championship Sunday awaits. This is the morning after every weekday at 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk on Monday.